Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. Welcome to Cambodia. This country has the largest religious structure ever built within its borders and was built to the Hindu god Vishnu. It's home to many interesting and unique animal species, including the first and currently the only species of terrestrial mollusk known to be bioluminescent. It's also where the Aspera dance originated, a dance which is such a symbolic feature of the culture that it was inscribed on the UNESCO representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity. The Prime Minister, single and serving since 1985, is an avid social media user who insists that he wouldn't appoint anyone to be a provincial governor who isn't knowledgeable in the use of social media and smartphones. Segment 1. Bare Bones Location In Southeast Asia, in the southern portion of the Indochina Peninsula. Official Name Kingdom of Cambodia or the short form Cambodia. The locals call it Kampuchea. Nationality, Cambodian or Khmer. Capital, Phnom Penh. Total area, 181,035 square kilometers or 69,898 square miles. Population, 17,229,542. Official language, Khmer. Official religion, Theravada Buddhism. Currency, Riel. Form of government, Parliamentary Constitutional Monarchy. Flag. It is made up of three horizontal bands of blue at the top, red at double width in the middle, then blue at the bottom. There's a white three-towered temple, representing Angkor Wat, outlined in black in the center of the red band. Red and blue are traditional Cambodian colors. National symbols Angkor Wat Temple and the Kupre or the Wild Ox. Segment 2 Heart of the Nation Geography and Climate It borders Vietnam on the south and east, Laos to the northeast, and Thailand to the northwest. The southern half of its western border is the Gulf of Thailand in the South China Sea. It is about one and a half times larger than the state of Pennsylvania in the United States. The climate is tropical, with a rainy monsoon season from May to November and a dry season from December to April. There is very little variation in temperature. It is mostly low, flat plains with mountains in the southwest and north. The highest elevation is Panam Oral, part of the Cardamom Mountains, at 1,810 meters, or about 6,000 feet. The lowest point is the Gulf of Thailand at zero meters. The Tonle Sap, or Great Lake in Cambodia, is the largest saltwater lake in Southeast Asia, measuring about 2,590 square kilometers, or 1,000 square miles. That's in the dry season, and it expands to about 16,000 square kilometers, or 6,177 square miles, during the rainy season. 
the region is densely populated and an area devoted to wet rice cultivation. The major river is the Mekong, shared with its neighbors. It has 443 kilometers or 275 miles of coastline. Natural hazards. Monsoonal rains are a threat from June to November, along with flooding and occasional drought. Environment. Illegal logging activities throughout the country and strip mining for gems in the western region along the border with Thailand have resulted in habitat loss and declining biodiversity, in particular destruction of mangrove swamps that threaten natural fisheries. There is soil erosion, declining fish stocks due to illegal fishing and overfishing, and coastal ecosystems being choked by sediment washed loose from deforested land. Most of the population in rural areas don't have access to potable water. Cambodia is ranked 154 out of 180 nations, with an overall Environmental Performance Index score of 30.10. Overall EPI rankings indicate which countries are best addressing the environmental challenges that every nation faces. Vegetation Cambodia has a history of being one of the most densely forested nations in the world. However, now less than half is forested. Extensive tropical rainforests are found on the mountain slopes and plateaus. Here, there is a lot of rainfall. In the lowlands, where it is drier, there are more open deciduous forests and savannas. There are also mangrove forests along the coast. In the central plain area, there is some deciduous forest, but is mostly cleared agricultural land. In the hills of the north, there are evergreen forests, bamboo, and palms. In the northeast highlands are the southwestern mountain ranges, which are overgrown with primary rainforest on the lower slopes and with coniferous forests in the higher regions. There is also teak trees and ironwood, popular for their hard wood. Wildlife There are 898 animal species in Cambodia. 49 are endangered and 100 threatened. There is just one mammal species, Hayes thick-thumbed myotis, a mouse-eared bat, which is endemic to Cambodia. There are two endemic bird species, the Cambodian tailor bird and laughing thrush. There are a few other endemic reptiles, fish, and amphibians. Animals found here include deer, wild buffalo, monkeys, squirrels, flying foxes, and the Malay bear. The largest snake is the python. Venomous snakes include the cobra, king cobra, banded crate, and Russell's pit viper. There are very large butterflies and the rare Siamese crocodile. Comorants, herons, and cranes are quite common, but the Indochinese magpie, great hornbill, spotted pelican, and green peacock are much rarer. Some of the other animals you might see in the country include the Arawadi dolphin. This is a critically endangered dolphin found in a short stretch of the Mekong River, thought to be only 85 remaining here. The Banteng, one of the most beautiful and graceful cattle, living in the eastern plains of Cambodia. The clouded leopard, shy and nocturnal, living mostly in treetops, found in the eastern plains and Phnom Tamau Rescue Center. Germain's Silver Langer, 
a slender monkey which inhabits the semi-evergreen and evergreen forests, as well as living along rivers. The sun bear, the smallest and rarest of the world's eight living bear species. They spend most of their lives in treetops, feasting on small rodents, birds, fruits, termites, and honey. They're often caught since they are a popular ingredient in traditional medicine. Yellow-cheeked crested gibbon. These are threatened by diminished habitat and illegal pet trade since they're much sought-after pets. The pygmy slow loris a small primate hunted by the indigenous Bunong for traditional medicinal use. Cantor's giant soft-shell turtle, living in fresh water and growing up to six feet in length, is almost extinct, but conservation efforts at the Mekong Turtle Conservation Center are helping to keep them around. Asian elephants can be seen in the Mondulkiri, home to one of Southeast Asia's last remaining elephant corridors. The giant ibis is Cambodia's national bird and is critically endangered. There's a small population living in the northern area of Priya Vihar, near the Thai border and in Mondulkiri. The Sunda pangolin, another animal exploited for its medicinal use, is considered one of the most prized animals in the illegal wildlife trade, being confiscated regularly from poachers. The first, and currently the only species of terrestrial mollusk known to be bioluminescent, is Quantula striata, a tropical species of air-breathing gastropod land snail. Its eggs, juveniles, and most adults emit flashes of greenish light, with a wavelength of approximately 505 nanometers. Although bioluminescence was first recorded from the species in 1942, the substance responsible for it has still not been identified. This species is native to Cambodia, Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia's Rio Archipelago, the Philippines, and Fiji. In adult specimens of this snail, bioluminescence is most intense when moving, only half as much when feeding, and not at all when inactive. It originates from an organ called the organ of Haneda, which is contained in the adult snail's head-foot region and the flashes of light produced by it are thought to be involved in communication. People More than 95% consider themselves to be Khmers, descendants of the Angkor Empire that extended over much of Southeast Asia. It is among the most ethnically and religiously homogeneous populations in Southeast Asia. The official language is Khmer and is spoken by 95.8% of the population. Other minority languages amount to 3.1%, Chinese at 0.6%, and Vietnamese at 0.5%. There's a great deal of internal migration in the country, with people moving to pursue work, education, or marriage. Many who migrated to Phnom Penh work in the construction industry, and women work mainly in garment factories. Most Cambodians who migrate abroad do so illegally, using brokers because it's cheaper and faster than through formal channels, but doing so puts them at a risk of being trafficked for forced labor or sexual exploitation. Young Cambodian men and women migrate short distances across the Thai border, using temporary passes to work in agriculture, while others migrate long distances primarily into Thailand and Malaysia for work in agriculture, fishing, construction, manufacturing, and domestic service. 
Tens of thousands fled the country in the 70s and 80s, with more than 100,000 settling in the United States. Religion Theravada Buddhism, which is practiced by approximately 97% of the population, is the official religion in Cambodia. This branch of Buddhism follows the teachings of the Tipitaka, or Pali Canon, which is a collection of the oldest recorded texts of Buddha's teachings. There are more than 100 million Theravada Buddhists today. The Buddha is not considered a god, as understood in the Christian sense of the term. Devotion towards the Buddha is more similar to the respect a student has for a teacher. The Sangha, the Buddhist monastic order that includes ordained monks, nuns, and or novices, is an important institution in Cambodia. Members of the Sangha are greatly respected in their community, and some members leave their families to pursue the life of a monk or nun. The Buddhist temple is central to community life, where people unite for holidays, weddings, births, or funerals. Muslims make up about 2% of the population, and Christian and others about 1%. Much of the Buddhist principles, such as calmness, tolerance, and taking responsibility for one's own actions, are values found throughout the culture. The 2021 Report on International Religious Freedom included the following in its summary of Cambodia. The Constitution states Buddhism is the state religion, which is promoted by the government through holiday observances, religious training, Buddhist instruction in public schools, and financial support to Buddhist institutions. The law provides for freedom of belief and religious worship, provided such freedom neither interferes with others' beliefs and religions, nor violates public order and security. The law does not allow non-Buddhist denominations to proselytize publicly. In December, the government issued a directive restricting monks from participating in political protests and requiring that they be politically neutral. The Ministry of Cults and Religions, MCR, in consultation with religious leaders of several faiths, prepared a draft law criminalizing religious people who participate in political acts, including organized activity against any political party. In March, shortly after the government ordered that all COVID-19 victims' remains should be cremated, Prime Minister Hun Sen met with Muslim groups to discuss their concerns about this requirement. Responding to public appeals to allow for religious burial rites, in early April, the Prime Minister dedicated land in Kampong Speyu province for the burial of Muslim COVID-19 victims. Land issues affected some indigenous communities' spiritual practices. The government continued to deny an Office of the UN High Commissioner for Refugees, or the UNHCR, request to accept permanently a group of Christian Montanards from Vietnam who came to the country to claim refugee status. Indigenous rights groups accused individuals they characterized as wealthy and powerful of illegally clearing forests that were religious sites for some indigenous peoples in order to profit from logging or to convert the land to commercial purposes. History Carbon dating suggests that there's evidence that Cambodia was inhabited as early as 4000 BC. The predecessors of modern-day Cambodians, those of the Angkor Empire, reached its zenith between the 10th and 13th centuries. It began its decline due to attacks by the Thai and Cam from present-day Vietnam. 
1863, the king placed the country under the protection of the French, and in 1887, it became part of French Indochina. The Japanese occupied the country during World War II. In 1953, Cambodia gained full independence from France. In April 1975, following a seven-year struggle against communist Khmer Rouge forces, Phnom Penh was captured, and the cities and towns were evacuated. The main goal of the Khmer Rouge regime was to create a socialist society where modern influences of the urban population were to be eradicated, so there could be a return to a pre-modern Cambodian society. Under the regime rule that continued from 1975 to 1979, at least 1.5 to 3 million Cambodians died from execution, forced hardships, or starvation. Buddhist monks, urban dwellers, government officials, and people with a Western education were perceived by the regime as supporters of the new people culture, and as such were among the initial targets of the regime. The genocide came to an end when Vietnam invaded Cambodia. Those killed were buried in what became known as the Killing Fields, a term used by journalist Dith Pran, who had escaped from the regime that led to the killings of so many Cambodians. Another place the victims of the Khmer Rouge were found is called the Killing Cave of Phnom Sampo. In December 1978, a Vietnamese invasion drove the Khmer Rouge into the countryside and began a 10-year Vietnamese occupation that ushered in 20 years of civil war. In 1991, Paris peace accords mandated democratic elections and a ceasefire, which wasn't fully adhered to by the Khmer Rouge. In 1993, with UN-sponsored elections, some normalcy was restored under a coalition government. In 1997, factional fighting ended the first coalition government, but in 1998, after a second round of national elections, political stability was restored with the formation of another coalition government. In early 1999, the remaining elements of the Khmer Rouge surrendered, bringing some of the Khmer Rouge leaders to trial before a UN-Cambodian tribunal for crimes against humanity. Current Political and Humanitarian Issues There is a dispute between Cambodia and Laos with Cambodia being concerned that Laos's extensive upstream dam construction will affect Cambodian waters downstream. Between Cambodia and Thailand, there is an agreement to maintain peace along the border, regardless of the decision of the International Court of Justice, or the ICJ, over a territorial dispute near Cambodia's Preah Vihir Temple. The ICJ decision of November 11, 2013, determined that Cambodia had sovereignty over the whole territory of the promontory of Priya Vihir. The border disputes do not involve large amounts of territory, and most of the issues were settled by the November 2013 ICJ ruling. Between Cambodia and Vietnam, there is an issue including casinos built in Cambodia near the border, which include gambling and prostitution. Other issues between these two nations are narcotic-related, trafficking of women and children, petrol smuggling into Cambodia from Vietnam, illegal logging, and illegal migration. There are 57,444 stateless persons in the country. 
human traffickers exploit Cambodians in forced labor and sex trafficking in Cambodia and abroad, and foreign nationals are trafficked in Cambodia. Cambodian adults and children migrate to other countries in the region, or increasingly to the Middle East, where traffickers force them to work in agriculture, fishing, construction, manufacturing, and domestic servitude. Significant numbers of Cambodian men and boys are subject to forced labor on Thai ships in international waters and may experience physical abuse, non-payment or underpayment of wages, and confinement at sea for years. Brick kiln owners exploit thousands of Cambodians, including children, through debt-based coercion. Children from poor families are vulnerable to forced labor, often with the complicity of their parents, in domestic servitude, forced begging, or street vending in Thailand and Vietnam. Cambodian and ethnic Vietnamese women and girls from rural areas move to cities and tourist areas, where they are sex trafficked. Cambodia is on the Tier 2 watch list and does not fully meet the minimum standards for the elimination of trafficking but is making significant efforts to do so. Illicit drugs include manufacture of methamphetamine, which is expanding due to transnational crime syndicates, moving from China to evade the law. Drugs are destined for Australia, Japan, New Zealand, and the Republic of Korea, and the rest of East and Southeast Asia. The 2021 Report on Human Rights Practices included the following in its summary of Cambodia. The ruling Cambodia People's Party won all 125 National Assembly seats in the 2018 national election, having banned the main opposition party in 2017, turning the country into a de facto one-party state. The Prime Minister since 1985, Hun Sen, continued in office. International observers, including foreign governments and international and domestic non-governmental organizations, criticized the election as neither free nor fair and not representative of the will of the people. Civilian authorities maintained effective control over the security forces, which at times threatened force against opponents of Prime Minister Hun Sen and were generally perceived as an armed wing of the ruling party. There were credible reports that members of the security forces committed some abuses. Significant human rights issues included credible reports of torture and cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment by the government, arbitrary detention by the government, political prisoners and detainees, serious problems with the independence of the judiciary, serious restrictions on free expression and media, inability of citizens to change their government peacefully through free and fair elections, serious restrictions on political participation, and this is not the complete list. In the Freedom House, Freedom in the World 2022 report, Cambodia scored 24 out of 100 and is considered not free in the areas of political rights and civil liberties. Government Hun Sen, who has been the head of the government, Prime Minister of Cambodia for the past 25 years, is the longest-serving non-royal leader in Southeast Asia. Executive Branch The king acts as chief of state. His position is hereditary, but selected by the nine-member royal council of the throne, from among all eligible males of royal descent. The king is responsible for upholding sovereignty 
He is the supreme commander of the armed forces. The prime minister is head of government. He is voted on by the assembly and appointed by the king. He's appointed for five years. The cabinet is the council of ministers named by the prime minister and appointed by the king. Legislative branch. There is the Senate and the National Assembly, and their duty is to create laws. The Senate has 62 seats, 58 indirectly elected by parliamentarians and commune councils, two indirectly elected by the National Assembly, and two appointed by the monarch. Members serve six-year terms. The National Assembly has 125 seats. Members are directly elected in multi-seat constituencies by proportional representation vote. They serve five-year terms. Judicial Branch The judiciary protects the freedom and rights of the citizens. Supreme Council, organized into five and nine-judge panels, and includes a court chief and deputy chief. The Constitutional Court consists of nine members. A third court system, the Extraordinary Chambers of the Courts of Cambodia, also called the Khmer Rouge Tribunal, was put in place with the assistance of the UN to establish trials to prosecute former Rouge senior leaders for crimes against humanity committed during the 1975-79 to Khmer Rouge regime. It began hearings in 2009 and is ongoing. The Supreme Court and Constitutional Council judge candidates are recommended by the Supreme Council of Magistracy, a 17-member body chaired by the monarch and includes other high-level judicial officers. Judges of both courts are appointed by the monarch. Supreme Court judges are appointed for life. Constitutional Council judges are appointed for nine-year terms, with one-third of the court renewed every three years. There is also an appellate court, provincial and municipal courts, and military court. There are 24 provinces. There are six major political parties and at least 12 minor parties. The legal system is customary law, communist legal theory, and common law. Universal suffrage is at 18 years of age. The percentage of women in government is 21.6. There is the Royal Cambodian Armed Forces, made up of Royal Cambodian Army, Royal Khmer Navy, Royal Cambodian Air Force, and Royal Gendarmerie. There is the National Committee for Maritime Security. This performs Coast Guard functions and has representation from military and civilian agencies. The Ministry of Interior controls the Cambodian National Police. The legal minimum age for compulsory and voluntary military service is 18. Since 1993, it is conscription selectively enforced. Women may volunteer. In 2018, women made up 6% of the active duty military. There are 225 deployed to Central African Republic, 180 in Lebanon, and 290 in Mali. There are approximately 110,000 total active troops, including about 3,000 Navy and 1,000 Air Force. There are approximately 10,000 Gendarmerie. They are equipped with largely older Chinese and Russian origin equipment. Since 2010, they have received limited amounts of more modern equipment from a variety of suppliers, particularly China. In December 2021, 
the U.S. government halted arms-related trade with Cambodia, citing deepening Chinese military influence, corruption, and human rights abuses by the government and armed forces. In addition to this, there is a policy of denial applied to licenses or other approvals for exports and imports of defense articles and defense services destined for or originating in Cambodia, with exceptions on a case-by-case basis related to conventional weapons destruction and humanitarian demining activities. Citizenship Citizenship is not granted at birth. At least one parent must be a citizen of Cambodia. Dual citizenship is recognized. Residency requirement for naturalization is seven years. Economy Cambodia has strong economic and political ties with China. More than 53% of foreign investment in the country in 2021 came from China. The country risk rating is a C, meaning it is slightly high risk in doing business. The business climate rating is a B, which means it falls just under the category of acceptable risk. It also ranks 21 on a scale of 1 to 100 on the Corruption Perceptions Index, which means it is perceived as being highly corrupt. On the 2022 Index of Economic Freedom, Cambodia scores 57.1 out of 100 and ranks 106th worldwide, with its overall score below the regional and world averages. Cambodia remains one of the poorest countries in Asia, and long-term economic development remains a daunting challenge, inhibited by corruption, limited human resources, high income inequality, and poor job prospects. The population lacks education and productive skills, particularly in the impoverished countryside, which also lacks basic infrastructure. The World Bank in 2016 formally reclassified Cambodia as a lower-middle-income country as a result of continued rapid economic growth over the past several years. Cambodia's graduation from a low-income country will reduce its eligibility for foreign assistance and will challenge the government to seek new sources of financing. The Cambodian government has been working with bilateral and multilateral donors, including the Asian Development Bank, the World Bank and IMF, to address the country's many pressing needs. More than 20% of the government budget came from donor assistance in 2018. A major economic challenge for Cambodia over the next decade will be fashioning an economic environment in which the private sector can create enough jobs to handle Cambodia's demographic imbalance. Tourism, garment manufacturing, construction, real estate, and agriculture account for a lot of the growth. Around 700,000 people, the majority of whom are women, are employed in the garment and footwear sector. An additional 500,000 Cambodians are employed in the tourism sector, and a further 200,000 people in construction. Tourism has continued to grow rapidly with foreign arrivals, reaching 5.6 million visitors in 2017. Mining also is attracting some investor interest, and the government has hinted at opportunities for mining bauxite, gold, iron, and gems. A positive development for the economy is a special economic zone in Bavet, Sve Riang province, that is being developed by the Manhattan International Group of Taiwan, in short known as the MSEZ. 
Special Economic Zones, or SEZs, are legal, logistical, and tax arrangements intended to assist a developing country in attracting export-oriented manufacturing investment, mainly foreign, that would not otherwise happen. The zone creates a favorable investment environment within a limited geographic area, but does not directly address problems existing within the investment climate outside the zone. The MSEZ was developed in 2005 and measures 500 hectares, offering incentives like one-stop services and tax exemptions. It is home to factories employing about 30,000 workers. Foreign enterprises play an important role by bringing new standards and concepts to the local market. The Sky Tree Project, scheduled to open before the end of the year, features safety practices that are commonplace in Taiwan but rare in Cambodia, such as installing comprehensive fire suppression systems. Consequently, numerous architecture students at Royal University of Phnom Penh, the nation's top tertiary institution, volunteered to intern at the building site to study the techniques used. Statistics from the Taiwan government show that 15 companies invested a total of about 180 million U.S. dollars in Cambodia in 2018. Several investors from around the world are recently turning to Cambodia, but Taiwan enterprises have been working in the country since the former French colony began to emerge from decades of conflict and instability in the early 1990s. Natural resources include oil, gas, timber, gemstones, iron ore, manganese, phosphates, hydropower potential, and arable land. Agricultural products are cassava, rice, maize, vegetables, sugarcane, soybeans, rubber, oil palm, fruit, bananas, and pork. Industries include tourism, garments, construction, rice milling, fishing, wood and wood products, rubber, cement, gem mining, and textiles. The labor force is 31.2% in agriculture, 39.2% in services, and industry at 29.6%. Land use is 32% for agriculture, 45% forests, and 21% other. Agriculture accounts for 22% of the gross value added, industry accounts for 36.4%, and services 41.6%. Exports. Total goods and services amounted to $20.13 billion in U.S. dollar value in 2021. The top exports are gold, knit sweaters, knit women's suits, trunks and cases, and non-knit women's suits. Top export partners are United States, Singapore, Germany, Japan, and China. Imports. Total goods and services amounted to $32.83 billion in U.S. dollar value in 2021. Top imports are light rubberized knitted fabric, refined petroleum, gold, bi-wheel vehicle parts, and cars. Top import partners are China, Thailand, Vietnam, Singapore, and Chinese Taipei. In 2020, Cambodia was the world's biggest importer of leather sheets. Unemployment rate, 0.7% in 2021. Poverty rate, 17.8% in 2019. Urbanism and architecture. The urban population is 25.1%. 
the population is concentrated in the southeast, particularly in and around the capital, with 2.21 million in Phnom Penh. Other concentrations are close to the Tonle Sap and Mekong rivers. The population density is 99 people per square kilometer, or 245 people per square mile. The standard accommodation is composed of 40 square meters, with 4.7 inhabitants. Only 15% of the dwellings are built of concrete, and few have water, toilets, or electricity. In Phnom Penh, 98% of the houses are made of solid materials, such as hardwood, brick, or concrete. However, about three-quarters of the population live in rural areas, where only 5% of these habitats are made of solid construction. Instead, they generally have poor-quality wood and corrugated iron. These measure between 20 and 60 square meters. Family and Households Family is the very foundation of social life, but this also extends to close neighbors and friends. There are lifelong expectations for each member in the way of giving support to the family. Everyone is expected to show respect to their elders, maintain a good reputation for the family's sake, and have a united face. There are specific roles designated to certain family members. One example is that when there is a need to run the family business or take care of the household, the youngest daughter is expected to pause her studies and take on that role. Legally, the husband is head of the household and is responsible for providing shelter and food for his family. The wife has considerable authority, especially in financial areas, and is generally in charge of the family budget. She also serves as an ethical and religious model for her children, especially the daughters. In rural areas, the male is mainly responsible for such activities as plowing and harrowing the rice paddies, threshing rice, collecting sugar palm juice, caring for cattle, carpentry, and buying and selling of cows and chickens. Women are mainly responsible for pulling and transplanting rice seedlings, harvesting and winnowing rice, tending gardens, making sugar, weaving, and caring for the household money. Both males and females may work at preparing the rice paddies for planting, tending the paddies, and buying and selling land. As a couple gets older and needs support, they may invite the youngest child's family to move in and take over running the household. At this point, the parents enjoy a position of high status, help to care for their grandchildren, and devote more time to serving in the temple. Property is passed down from family heads to children. Legal children usually inherit equally from their parents, yet property is more often divided in a way that gives the oldest child more. Marriage Generally, Cambodians have an expectation to be married before leaving home. They will choose their own spouses, but the parents will help by organizing dates with prospective partners. One main consideration in the selection of a mate is the social class of the family. In rural areas, the dating period can be as short as one month. Child-rearing AIDS is rampant and affects many children. A third of new infections are transmitted from the mother to the child, and what's more, a great number of children find themselves orphans after their parents die of AIDS. Half of the mine victims are children. 
There is a high infant mortality rate in part due to three-fourths of the children being born at home. More than 30% of births are not officially reported in Cambodia. Registering a child's birth and granting them a nationality gives them legal capacity. When children are not registered, they are not officially recognized as a member of society and therefore cannot assert their rights, making them invisible in the eyes of society. Labor is an everyday reality for around 45% of children aged 5 to 14 in Cambodia. It is estimated that more than 300,000 children are required to work to support the needs of their families. Extremely dangerous tasks await children from the poorest families. These children are often confronted with the sex and drug trades. Others must provide unsafe and dangerous labor in salterns, factories, or for the booming construction industries. 23% of young Cambodian wives confess to being married before the age of 18. Most often, when a Cambodian girl is raped and the aggressor is known, the family of the victim, ashamed by the impurity of their daughter, proposes marriage to the rapist. The young girl must then not only overcome the aftermath of a rape, along with marriage at too young of an age, but she must also accept her rapist sharing her life every day. The psychological consequences of this are major. Etiquette It is generally forbidden for a Buddhist monk to have physical contact with a woman. Therefore, if a woman wants to give something to a monk, she will first hand it to a man who will pass it to him, or the woman may hold the object with a handkerchief or tissue. It is culturally taboo to use the left hand to pass or receive items. People use the right hand or both. It's impolite to be seated in such a way that the soles of your feet are pointed to another person. Touching someone at the top of their head is very disrespectful. It is impolite for someone to walk over to another person who is sitting or lying down. If invited to someone's home, it's expected that you will remove your shoes before entering. It's good to arrive close to the time decided upon, although they are relaxed about punctuality. It is nice to bring along a gift of something sweet, fruit, or flowers. People often sit on the floor when in the home. Women tuck their legs to the side while men sit cross-legged. It is offensive to stretch one's feet and legs out in front of others. Cambodians eat with their hands, chopsticks, or a spoon or fork, depending on what is being eaten. Forks are most often used to push food onto a spoon. Wait to be directed at where to sit at the table. The eldest person will be the one to start eating first. It is rude to point with a single finger. Some may use their mouth to point by making a kissing or pouting gesture toward the object. Wearing hats in houses, buildings, and particularly temples is considered rude. Culture The Cambodian proverb, Fear not the future, weep not for the past, captures the general approach to life followed by many Cambodians. Many demonstrate forgiveness, although having experienced great tragedies during the Khmer Rouge regime, to live harmoniously with those who were part of the regime and with those who may have lost loved ones. Cambodians display a stoic and cheerful demeanor, rarely complaining. You can see them smiling or laughing in situations that may be positive or negative. A smile does not necessarily equate to expressing happiness, 
agreement, or amusement. There is great value placed on status, and this shapes the way ones interact with each other. Don't be surprised if people ask questions to discern your status so that they can address you appropriately. There's a strong sense of loyalty and pride in connection to one's family, village, and district. They are known to take responsibility for fellow members and rarely jeopardize the interests of the whole group. They are expected to act for the good of their community. Cambodians address each other according to relationship. For example, bang for brother, ta for grandfather, and ye for an older woman or grandmother. They often use a term such as bong for older or un for younger, preceding a shortened form of the person's first name. There is an honorific title used lok for a man and loksre for a woman when addressing certain people. Sampea is a Cambodian greeting or gesture of respect. This is done by placing the palms together in a prayer-like fashion while bowing slightly. The higher the hands and lower the bow, the more respect is shown. Western greetings with a short, gentle handshake are also common among business people and young people. Women and men don't usually touch when greeting. One form of relationship in Cambodia transcends kinship boundaries and serves to strengthen interpersonal and interfamily ties. This is called toa, roughly translating as adoptive parent or sibling, where one may establish a child-parent or sibling relationship. The person desiring to establish the toa relationship will ask the other person for permission to enter into the relationship. The toa relationship may become as close as the participant's desire. A name is chosen at birth as the individual's personal identifier and always comes after the surname. The given names often have a poetic meaning or symbolize a positive virtue. The surname is inherited from the parents and most commonly from the father. However, some may have a traditional patronymic as their surname, meaning they are given their father's first name as a surname. This means they will have a different surname than their mother or father. They are not given middle names in Cambodia. Women do not generally change their surname at marriage. It is common for Cambodians living in international or English-speaking areas to reverse the arrangement of their name order to fit the naming convention in that country. Cambodians have an indirect form of communication. They will at times avoid stating an opinion on things, and yes doesn't always mean they agree, but could just mean they understand. Along with this, they tend to maintain indirect eye contact. It is respectful to lower one's eyes when being spoken to by one with authority. Modesty and humility are dominant traits, and when complimented, they often may counter with polite disagreement. They enjoy humor, but sarcasm is rarely used. Public displays of affection are not often seen between couples. People are used to being about an arm's length away. When beckoning someone, people gesture with the hand facing downwards and waving the fingers towards oneself. Dress needs to be considered, especially when visiting a school or a home. Women should not wear shirts with thin straps that expose the shoulders, and skirts above the knees are too revealing. Men should be wearing a shirt. If your knees or shoulders are exposed, you will not be permitted inside a temple. 
the country's happiness index is 4.64 on a scale of 0 unhappy to 10 happy. Crime and legal issues. There are no legal restrictions on same-sex sexual relations, although same-sex marriage is not permitted. Although they are relatively tolerant of foreigners, LGBTI Cambodians routinely face discrimination and harassment. There are freedom of speech restrictions. Anyone who criticizes or insults the king by any means could face between one and five years in prison. This includes criticism or insults online or via social media. Taking photographs of anything that could be perceived as being of military or security interest, including government buildings, military installations, airfields, and bridges, may result in problems with the authorities and confiscation of your camera. Doing business. Small talk about family, work, or your own country can be a good icebreaker. Smiling is appreciated during conversation. Avoid embarrassing your Cambodian counterpart by criticizing or correcting them in public. A typical approach when there is conflict is to bring in an intermediary rather than discussing the issue directly with the one who has taken offense. Upon first meeting, Cambodians don't ask what their counterpart's name is. It is not a rude gesture, just the norm in Cambodia. Discussions about the Khmer Rouge can trigger bad feelings. It's best to avoid the topic unless someone else there brings it up. In a formal business meeting, it's best for men to wear a suit and tie and women to wear a dress or business suit. In a less formal setting, business casual may be appropriate. Cambodia's currency is the riel, which trades in a very narrow range at around 4000 to the US dollar. Riels come in notes. Coins are not in use. Cambodia is a heavily dollarized country where riels and dollars are used interchangeably in urban areas. Money exchange is pervasive in Cambodian local markets, and there is very little difference in exchange rate compared to the banks. ATM machines dispense Cambodian riels and U.S. dollars. Mobitel, Smart Axiata, and Metphone are the major phone carriers. Cell phone service covers most areas throughout the country. International roaming service for mobile phones is available, but can be expensive. Internet services are rapidly improving both in terms of price and service, but unlimited broadband service is still relatively expensive. Internet access via wireless systems is provided in most major hotels and is free of charge in many restaurants and cafes. Business hours for commercial offices are usually from 7.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. and from 1.30 p.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday, and Saturday mornings. Government offices are officially open from 7.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. and from 2 to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. Social provisions. There are four social protection programs, Disability Allowance, Health Equity Fund, Productive Assets and Livelihood Support, and School Feeding Program. The Disability Allowance is a monthly payment for people living with disabilities who are poor, elderly, or have no supporting families, verified by local authorities. The Health Equity Fund is to provide access to health care for the poor population. Benefits include user fee exemption of services provided at contracted public referral hospitals 
and health centers. Transportation reimbursements paid to beneficiaries who access RH-level care or delivery services at HCs. Daily food allowances for caretakers of poor patients admitted to regional hospitals and a funeral benefit in case of death while receiving treatment at a regional hospital. The Productive Assets and Livelihood Support is targeted toward the poor and disaster-affected households. It contributes towards improving beneficiaries' agricultural productivity, access to markets, and social infrastructure, and, in the long term, to improve resilience capacity at the household and community levels. It includes the distribution of rice. The school feeding program is to promote universal access to primary education and improve educational outcomes. It targets children in the food insecure districts in nine provinces who are enrolled in pre-primary and primary schools. They receive daily breakfast meal consisting of rice, yellow split peas, canned fish, vegetable oil, and iodized salt for 200 days out of the year. Employees also have coverage for sickness and maternity benefits, workers and dependents medical benefits, work injury benefits, disability, temporary and permanent, and survivor benefits. Education. Education is compulsory. Pre-primary school enrollment is at 27.33%. Children start primary school at age 6 and it lasts for 6 years. Primary school enrollment is 100%. The primary school completion rate is 92%. Secondary school is also for 6 years. Enrollment for secondary is 54.83% and tertiary is at 14.74%. There are two well-known universities in the country, the University of Cambodia and the Royal University of Phnom Penh. The literacy rate is 80.5% of the population. Healthcare. There are 2.5 live births per woman. The infant mortality rate is 23.7 per live births. Major infectious diseases include bacterial diarrhea, hepatitis A, typhoid fever, dengue fever, Japanese encephalitis, tuberculosis, and malaria. Tobacco is used by 21.1% of the population. Approximately 50% have access to improved sanitation and basic water supply, but only a quarter has safely managed water. More than 2 million people, or about 13% of the population, are still living without clean water, and 6 million do not have access to safe sanitation. Households and even schools are not always equipped with toilets. Cambodia has the highest rate of open defecation in the region, with 80% of the poorest rural Cambodians defecating in the open. This unsafe practice contaminates the land and water sources exposing the population to dangerous waterborne infectious diseases and causing preventable deaths. Cambodia is working towards its national target of eliminating open defecation by 2025. Life expectancy. For females, 71.5 years, and for males, 67.2. Food. Prahok. This is a salted and fermented fish paste used as a seasoning or a condiment. It's usually eaten as a main course with white rice and vegetables. Compote pepper, 
gets its distinct flavor from the mineral-rich soil and rainy weather in the high elevations where it's grown in the province of Kampot, Cambodia. The region along the country's southern coast is famed for the spice, which was the first Cambodian product to receive a protected geographical indication. Peppercorns have been cultivated in Cambodia since the 13th century, but the industry really boomed under French colonial rule in the 19th and 20th centuries, when European chefs started appreciating Kampot pepper's notably floral and slightly sweet flavor. It is said that it tends to linger on the tongue. The pepper vines take three years to grow to production stage, but Sothi of Sothi's Pepper Farm near Kampot, Cambodia says, they can grow for 20 years if you care for them. Serious Eats further explains, peppercorn vines are extremely sensitive to sunlight so meticulous rows of dried palm branches are placed to protect them from the harsh rays. After reaching maturity, pepper can be harvested every year from February through May. Peppercorns are removed from the stem, boiled for two minutes, and then left to dry in the sun for one week. Black peppercorns are actually green when harvested, but they change color during the drying process. White peppercorns are simply black pepper with the skin removed so they aren't quite as spicy. The red peppercorns are green peppercorns that have been left on the vine for four months longer. They retain their color when dried and are the sweetest and most expensive variety because they take longer to mature. All colors of Kampote peppers have the jasmine-like quality that makes them justifiably famous. Some popular dishes. Stir-fried chicken with mushrooms. Chicken is fried with garlic and ginger. Mushrooms are added with water and sugar and then simmered. It's sprinkled with chopped coriander or cilantro and served with rice. Banana Rice Pudding Banana slices, canned fruit that has been sliced, honey, water, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg are combined in a pan and brought to a boil. The heat is reduced and it simmers until all is tender. Cooked brown rice is added along with some milk. This is again brought to a boil and simmered another 10 minutes, and it is served warm. Beef with lime sauce. Sugar, black pepper, and soy sauce are mixed. Beef cubes are added in and stirred and then set to marinate for 30 minutes. Mixed together are black pepper, water, and lime juice to make the lime sauce. The beef is cooked in hot oil for three to four minutes until medium rare and then served on lettuce or rice with the lime sauce. Sticky rice and mango. Some sticky rice is cooked. The thickest part of the coconut milk is removed from a can without mixing it together. It is placed in a saucepan over low heat. Sugar and salt are added cooking until dissolved. This is removed from the heat and the cooked rice is added in. It is mixed well and left to stand for 15 minutes. This gets topped with a topping that's made by heating very thick coconut milk, then adding salt and rice flour until it dissolves, and with sliced mangoes on the side. Cambodian Sweet Soup Water is brought to a boil and soy sauce is added to make a dark brown color. Fish sauce, pepper, salt, and sugar are added. Six boiled and peeled eggs are added to the broth, and they boil for 15 minutes. Cubed pork and bamboo slices are added, 
and the soup continues to boil on medium heat for about 30 minutes. The eggs should be a brown color. The soup is brought down to a simmer on low heat for about two to three hours. It is served with a plate of rice and the soup ladled on top. Arts Espera dance This dance is such a symbolic feature of the Khmer culture that the Royal Ballet of Cambodia was inscribed on the UNESCO representative list of the Intangible Cultural Heritage of Humanity in 2008. It is recognized by its graceful hand gestures and stunning costumes, performed by women only. In the past, these performances were reserved for the royal family and their honored guests. The word aspera means water nymph or celestial spirit, and is deeply rooted in ancient Indian mythology. The legend says that these beautiful divine beings would descend from the heavens to entertain gods and kings with their captivating dance and charm. Like the spirits they represent, the dancers move very slowly and gracefully, resembling heavenly goddesses floating amongst the clouds. Cambodia has a long history of weaving silk. Koh Dak, or Silk Island, has several weaving communities where you can experience the whole process, from plumping up the silkworms with mulberry leaves spinning the yarn and dyeing techniques. Ferries transport people on the Mekong River to the series of stilted houses where weavers are seen at their looms, creating patterned silk scarves and traditional Khmer skirts. Traditional Cambodian arts and crafts include textiles, non-textile weaving, silversmithing, stone carving, lacquerware, ceramics, watt murals, and kite making. Celebrations and Holidays January 1st, New Year's Day. January 7th, Victory Over Genocide Day. April 13th or 14th, Khmer New Year. May 9th, Royal Plowing Ceremony. May 13th through 15th, King's Birthday. On this day, subjects across the kingdom stop to hail the successes of the king, send messages of support, and toast to his continued health and longevity. Most major businesses and important roads are decorated with portraits of the king and the Cambodian flag. June 1st, Cambodian Children's Day. June 18th, King's Mother's Birthday. September 24th, Constitutional Day. October 29th, King's Coronation Day. October 31st, King's Father's Birthday. November 9th, Independence Day to commemorate independence from France in 1953. Meek Bochia Day, usually in early February, is an important religious festival, commemorating the final sermon given by Buddha. Many attend local temples and pagodas on this day to perform good deeds. They also strive to purify their minds, avoid sins, and adhere to all the Buddha's commands. Buddha's birthday, Visak Bochia, usually in late May, is celebrated with monks carrying the Buddhist flag, lotus flowers, incense, and candles to acknowledge Visak. People also take part in almsgiving to the monks. Cholvasa, usually in July, marks the beginning of the monsoon season, and it's also known as Buddhist Lent or Buddhist Rains Retreat. During this three-month period, the monks are required to stay inside the temples. This originates with the need for wandering monks to seek shelter indoors during the rainy season. 
It's a time when they concentrate on studying the Dhamma or Buddhist precepts. Ancestors' Day, Pachum Ben, usually in September or October, when people remember, venerate, and present food offerings to one's deceased relatives. It is believed to be a time when the gates of hell are supposed to open and let out those imprisoned there to travel to the land of the living to receive food from their relatives. Some are let out only temporarily, while others are thought to gain permanent relief. Offerers believe they receive merits by helping the dead and blessings from them, but curses if they fail in their familial duty. People all over the country travel to their home provinces where they attend services and ceremonies involving processions around temples and monks performing rituals inside. People rise early in the morning to cook rice balls and other food items, which they bring to the monks at temples and pagodas. Water Festival, Bon Om Tuk. Three days in November during a full moon, celebrating the harvest moon and the reversal of the Tonle Sap's current, which feeds into the Mekong River in Phnom Penh, and is the only river in the world which does this. This festival has been celebrated in Cambodia for centuries. Schools are closed, and most people take vacation to join in the celebration. People prepare all year for this festival by fixing up their long, thin wooden boats that hold up to 100 people and practice their racing skills for the ultimate battle against other boats on the waters beside Phnom Penh. Boats are brightly painted, complete with eyes painted on the bow to protect against evil. The biggest boats are up to 100 feet long and hold up to 80 oarsmen. The boat races begin with two competing against each other at a time for the first two days, and ends on day three with all the boats taking to the river to compete. In the evenings, the festivities continue with carnival rides, traditional musical performances, and dances. Sports Football is popular, as are martial arts. Septak Takra, which looks like volleyball, is very popular. The martial arts of Bokator, Pradal Seri, which is Khmer kickboxing, and Khmer traditional wrestling are all practiced in the country. Bokator, when translated, means wielding a wooden stick to fight lions. It's a martial art form that is based on animal forms involving ground fighting, close combat techniques, and weaponry. In the sport of Pradal Sere, before a match, boxers practice the praying rituals known as Kun Kru. Traditional Cambodian music is played during the match, and the boxers wear leather gloves and shorts. Transportation There are 16 airports, six of which are paved, and six registered air carriers. There are 643 kilometers of railways. There are 47,000 kilometers of roadways, with about one quarter of these paved. The road quality rates 3.6 out of 7 points. It is not recommended that you drive at night outside of the city limits. Rural roads are poor and roadside assistance is non-existent. Traffic laws are often ignored and vehicles are poorly maintained. Intoxicated drivers are commonplace. Travel is recommended between the hours of 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. Serious flooding can occur between June and November, making unpaved roads impassable. There are 245 merchant marine vessels, one major seaport, Kampong Saom, and one river port, Mekong.
In the capital city, there are 17 bus lines with air-conditioned buses. Other private transportation means include the cycle rickshaw, or cyclo, the motorcycle taxi, or moto, the three-wheeled motor taxi, tuk-tuk, and the standard taxi. Passenger train service between Phnom Penh, Takio, Kampot, and Sihanoukville restarted in April 2016 after a 14-year suspension. Communications The mobile market is still waiting for the government to release its 5G policy and roadmap, despite operators having completed successful trials. The network operators are focusing on upgrading and expanding their existing LTE networks and to 5G enable their base stations. There is a mixture of state-owned, joint public-private, and privately-owned broadcast media. There are 27 TV broadcast stations, with most operating on multiple channels, including one state-operated station broadcasting from multiple locations. 11 stations either jointly operated or privately owned, with some broadcasting from several locations. Multi-channel cable and satellite systems are available. There are 84 radio broadcast stations, one state-owned broadcaster with multiple stations, and a large mixture of public and private broadcasters. One international broadcaster is available, as well as one Chinese joint venture television station with the Ministry of Interior. Several television and radio operators broadcast online only, often via Facebook. Internet users are at 40.5% of the population. Broadband users are at 1.4%. There are 126 mobile phone subscriptions per 100 people. Energy As of 2020, 86.4% has access to electricity. There is some electricity production and some imports, but no exports. Energy sources are fossil fuels at 35%, hydroelectricity at 63%, and renewable energy at 2%. There is importing of oil, no exports, and no reserves. There is gasoline consumption and production. There is no liquefied petroleum gas production, but some consumption. There are no coal reserves or production, but there is consumption. Travel There are three UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Angkor, meaning capital city, flourished from the 9th to the 15th centuries. It is considered one of the most important archaeological sites in Southeast Asia. The ruins of Angkor are amid forests and farmland north of the Great Lake Tonle Sap now known as Angkor Archaeological Park. It exemplifies cultural, religious, and symbolic values, as well as containing high architectural, archaeological, and artistic significance. Within its 400 square kilometers are over 1,000 temples, as well as dikes, reservoirs, and canals scattered throughout the rice fields. In the park are many villages inhabited by some whose ancestors date back to the Angkor period. These people are farmers who cultivate rice. Within the city is Angkor Wat, meaning city of temples. It is the largest religious structure ever built, enclosing 162.6 hectares, or 401 acres. It was built to the Hindu god Vishnu by the Khmer king Surya Varman II in the 12th century. 
Before it was abandoned in 1432, its population was 80,000. The temple forms part of the complex of 72 major monuments. Within the archaeological park, this temple is the only one that has remained a significant religious center since its foundation. It is one of the most important pilgrimage sites for Buddhists in Cambodia and around the world, having played a major role in converting Cambodia into a Buddhist nation. It has become a symbol of Cambodia, appearing on its national flag, and is the country's main tourist attraction. Temple of Priya Vihir is an ancient Khmer temple dedicated to Shiva, built during the period of the Khmer Empire that is situated on the top of a 525-meter, or 1,722-feet cliff, in the Dongkrek Mountains. Priya Vihir is unusual among Khmer temples, in being constructed along a long north-south axis, rather than having the conventional rectangular plan with orientation toward the east. It has a series of sanctuaries linked by a system of pavements and staircases, and dates to the first half of the 11th century, while the complex itself has evidence of the hermitage from the 9th century. It is noted for the exceptional quality of architecture, which is adapted to the natural environment and the religious function of the temple, as well as for the exceptional quality of its carved stone ornamentation. Other sites to see Sambor Pre Kuk translates to the Temple of the Richness of the Forest. It is an archaeological site in the Kampong Tom province, established by King Isa Navarman I of Chenla Empire, which dates to the late 6th to 9th century. Within the temple zone, there are 186 fired brick temples with sandstone detailing. Architectural features include numerous colonnades, octagonal towers, Shiva lingams and yonis, ponds and reservoirs, and lion sculptures. Phnom Penh. This is the capital once known as the Pearl of Asia. It was considered one of the loveliest French-built cities in Indochina in the 1920s. It sits on the banks of three rivers, the Tonle Sap, Mekong, and Basak. Some of the beautiful buildings are the Royal Throne Hall, Silver Pagoda, National Museum, Wat Panam, Royal Stupas, Hotel Le Royal, and Supreme Court Building. Siam Reap is the second largest city in Cambodia. It has French colonial and Chinese-style architecture in the Old French Quarter and around the Old Market. The Old Market, also known as Psa Chas, sells souvenirs and is known for its variety of Cambodian cuisine. Here you'll also find stalls where people are selling various varieties of rice, dried fish, pork sausages, vegetables and fruits, and spiced frogs. The city also has museums, traditional Aspera dance performances, a Cambodian cultural village, souvenir and handicraft shops, silk farms, rice paddies in the countryside, fishing villages, a bird sanctuary near Tonle Sap, and a cosmopolitan drinking and dining scene. Two sobering museums of note are the Cambodian Landmine Museum and the War Museum Cambodia. The Koh Rong is an island in the water where the Thai Gulf meets the South China Sea and is a beautiful tropical location. With 23 individual stretches of sand and rustic bungalows lining the coast, it's perfect for a day of snorkeling. It is famous for its bioluminescent waters 
which glimmer under the dark skies at night. The U.S. State Department issued a Level 1 travel advisory on April 18, 2022, for Cambodia. Level 1, exercise normal precautions. Caution should be taken in Phnom Penh due to crime and in certain remote areas due to landmines. There is also a Level 2 travel health notice for monkeypox. Landmines are found in rural areas throughout Cambodia. Travelers in certain areas should never walk in forested areas or even in dry rice paddies without a local guide. Areas around small bridges on secondary roads are particularly dangerous. The crime rate in the country is high. Military weapons and explosives are readily available to criminals. Armed robberies occur frequently, and foreign residents and visitors are among the victims. Hotel rooms of U.S. citizens have been reported to being burglarized while the occupants are asleep. The most common type of theft is that involving quick-grab items, such as cameras, jewelry, purses, backpacks, and mobile phones. Medical facilities and services in Cambodia do not meet international standards. Both Phnom Penh and Siem Reap have a limited number of internationally run clinics and hospitals that can provide basic medical care and stabilization. Medical care outside of these two cities is almost non-existent. Local pharmacies provide a limited supply of prescription and over-the-counter medications, but because the quality of locally obtained medications can vary greatly, make sure to bring a supply of your medications that is adequate for the duration of your stay in Cambodia. You should be wary of purchasing local medication. Counterfeit medication is readily available, often indiscernible from authentic medication, and potentially lethal. Travelers should be aware of crime targeting tourists involving drugged drinks. This incapacitates the victim who is sexually assaulted or robbed. Transportation can be a safety concern. Travelers should exercise caution when using intercity buses, including those to popular tourist destinations such as Siem Reap and Sihanoukville. Despite the wide availability of moto taxis, you should not use them due to safety concerns. Be vigilant when traveling by tuk-tuk or cyclo because personal belongings can be easily stolen. Segment 3. Who is? Han Sen, Prime Minister of Cambodia. He became the world's youngest foreign minister at age 26. Pol Pot, Military Commander. He was a Cambodian revolutionary who led the Khmer Rouge from 1963 until 1997. From 1963 to 1981, he served as the General Secretary of the Communist Party of Kampuchea. As such, he became the leader of Cambodia on April 17, 1975, when his forces captured Phnom Penh. From 1976 to 1979, he also served as the Prime Minister of Democratic Kampuchea. He presided over the communist dictatorship that imposed a radical form of agrarian socialism on the country. His government forced urban dwellers to relocate to the countryside to work in collective farms and forced labor projects. The combined effects of executions, forced labor, malnutrition, and poor medical care caused the deaths of approximately 25% of the Cambodian population. 
In all, an estimated 1 to 3 million people died due to the policies of his four-year premiership. In 1979, after the Cambodian-Vietnamese War, Pol Pot fled to the jungles of southwest Cambodia, and the Khmer Rouge government collapsed. From 1979 to 1997, he and a remnant of the old Khmer Rouge operated near the border of Cambodia and Thailand, where they clung to power, with nominal United Nations recognition as the rightful government of Cambodia. Pol Pot died in 1998 while under house arrest by the Ta Mok faction of the Khmer Rouge. Since his death, rumors that he was poisoned have been persistent. Dith Pran, photographer. He was a Cambodian photojournalist, best known as a refugee and survivor of the Cambodian genocide. He was the subject of the Academy Award-winning film The Killing Fields. He was portrayed in the movie by first-time actor Haing S. Ngor, who won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his performance. Francois Chau, a Cambodian-American actor. He's known for his role as Dr. Pierre Chang in ABC's Lost, and more recently as Dr. Chang in the film 21 and Over. Long Ung, a Cambodian-born American human rights activist and lecturer. She is the national spokesperson for the Campaign for a Landmine-Free World. Between 1997 and 2003, she served in the same capacity for the International Campaign to Ban Landmines, which is affiliated with the Vietnam Veterans of America Foundation. Ung was born in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, the sixth of seven children and the third of four girls, to Seng Im Ung and A Chong Ung. Her actual birthday is unknown. The Khmer Rouge destroyed many of the birth records of the inhabitants of cities in Cambodia. At 10 years of age, she escaped from Cambodia as a survivor of what became known as the Killing Fields during the reign of Pol Pot's Khmer Rouge regime. After emigrating to the United States and adjusting to her new country, she wrote two books which related her life experiences from 1975 through 2003. Today, Ung is married and lives with her husband in Shaker Heights, a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. Maddox Shivan Jolie Pitt is the adopted son of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Maddox was born Rath V. Bull on August 5, 2001 in a small village in Cambodia. In November 2001, Angelina Jolie and her husband, Billy Bob Thornton, visited Cambodia with the intention of adopting a child. After meeting Maddox at an orphanage in Batambang, Jolie applied for an adoption. However, the adoption process was halted temporarily as the U.S. government had banned adoptions from Cambodia, owing to speculations related to child trafficking. After a series of legal proceedings, Angelina Jolie took custody of him in Namibia while filming for Beyond Borders. When Brad Pitt started dating Angelina Jolie, he expressed interest in adopting Maddox, and later Angelina filed a petition to change Maddox's surname from Jolie to Jolie Pitt. Along with his mother, Maddox is involved in several humanitarian projects. Chon Nath, lyricist. He is the late Kana Mahanikaya, Supreme Patriarch of Cambodia. Amongst his achievements is his effort in conservation of the Khmer language in the form of the Khmer Dictionary. 
His protection of Khmer identity and history in the form of the national anthem, No Core Reach, is another of his contributions to the country. Aki Ra is a former Khmer Rouge conscripted child soldier who works as a D-minor and a museum curator in Siem Reap, Cambodia. Segment 4. Who Would Have Thought? Cambodia is famous for The Killing Fields, a place in Cambodia where the former communist Khmer Rouge regime buried the bodies of between 1.5 and 3 million citizens in an attempted genocide with the goal of returning to a pre-modern culture. Interesting info. Multiple cities beneath the tropical forest floor have been revealed in Cambodia using an airborne laser scanning technology. These date to between 900 and 1400 years old. Archaeologists say there is also a massive city beneath Mount Kulin. Cambodia has a landmine removal trust, which still operates today to remove the millions of landmines which were planted during wartime. It is believed that only half have been removed. Because of landmines, Cambodia has the largest population of amputees in the world caused by landmines, with over 64,000 casualties related to these since 1979. Magawa, an African giant pouched rat, had a career in Cambodia as a trained mine detector between 2017 and 2021. He was trained to detect a chemical compound within the explosives and was small enough to not trigger mines as he walked over them. He holds the record for the most landmines detected by a rat on duty, 71 mines. He was awarded the PDSA Gold Medal for his life-saving devotion to duty and the first rat to be given the medal in the charity's 77-year history. He died in January 2022 at the age of 8. Cambodia was bombed along with Vietnam by the United States during the Vietnam War from 1963 to 1973. Khmer, or Cambodian, is the language with the most letters, 74, including some that are not in use today. The country's flag is one of the only two countries with a building on it. The other is Afghanistan. A clinic has been set up which trains blind people in the art of massage so they can earn a living. The world's largest recorded freshwater fish was caught in the Mekong River in Cambodia on June 13, 2022. It was a giant stingray measuring almost 4 meters, or 13 feet, from snout to tail and weighed slightly under 300 kilograms, or 660 pounds. The present king of Cambodia, elected unanimously by the members of the Throne Council in October of 2004, is a bachelor and has no children to succeed him. Cambodia's Prime Minister since 1985, Hun Sen, an avid social media user himself, insists that he wouldn't appoint anyone to be a provincial governor who isn't knowledgeable in the use of social media and smartphones. He posts comments and photos on his Facebook page almost every day and broadcasts his speeches and other news events on Facebook Live frequently. He allows people to send complaints about their dealings with the authorities on his Facebook page. His page shows 13 million users, although his critics accuse him of buying followers in bulk from shady operations, which he denies. In February 2022, 
the last known freshwater Irrawaddy dolphin along a stretch of the Mekong River in northeastern Cambodia, died after getting tangled in a fishing net. The species is classified as endangered by the International Union for Conservation of Nature. The Tonle Sap River has a rare phenomenon in that it reverses its flow direction. In November, at the end of the annual monsoon, the Tonle Sap Lake reaches its maximum size. At the same time, the Mekong River is at its minimum flow and its water level drops to lower than the Tonle Sap Lake. This causes the Tonle Sap River and surrounding wetlands to drain into the Mekong River. As a result, the Tonle Sap River flows from southeast to northwest for six months, and then in the opposite direction for the other six months. Cambodian government officials claim that a group of Cambodian artifacts donated to the Metropolitan Museum of Art by the disgraced British antiques dealer Douglas A. Latchford were looted. A number of these are beginning to make their way back to Cambodia. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on Cambodia. Next time we'll learn about a country which has had a history of attacks by the Islamic terrorist group known as Boko Haram. It also struggles with ongoing conflict between the Anglophone and Francophone populations. The country has one of the most diverse ecosystems in Africa. It has been confirmed by scientists that HIV originated in wild chimpanzees in this country. Some people here practice spider divination, where the spider is deemed capable of answering questions depending on how it displaces cards stacked outside its burrow hole. Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast series so you won't miss my next episode, Cameroon. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This in turn can make us less fearful of differences and hopefully more accepting. Let's face it, we're all human and we all share the same world. If you are enjoying the series, please consider leaving a review for Nations of the World podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also help to support my work by making a small contribution on Patreon. You can find me there at patreon.com slash nations of the world. With your review on Apple Podcasts, I will give you a shout out in my next episode. If you contribute on Patreon at the first level, you will get a shout out in my next episode and you will have a chance to submit a question you'd like to have answered in one of my upcoming podcasts. This can be a question about how I plan or produce my show, or it can be a question to be answered in one of my upcoming episodes about a particular country. If you contribute on Patreon at the second level, you will receive the shout out and question submittal, along with free access to all the episodes electronically in ebook format. These ebooks range in size from about 10,000 to 25,000 words. Thank you again for listening to my podcasts. I look forward to hearing from and interacting with my listeners. Please feel free to contact me via any of the social media apps you find in my show notes.